Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. This week, Kenwood has a guest co-host, author T. Kingfisher. I bet you didn't think Emmett had friends. Me either. And now, on with the show. sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! I am Emmett Davenport, and Lady Addercup is nowhere to be seen. I did not murder her. This is not the start of my podcast, my first murder, despite the fact that I keep saying that it will be, but it is not. She is safe and sound somewhere, somewhere aboard this airship. I'm sure of it. But... Instead of Lady Addercup, I have a guest. I have wrangled T. Kingfisher, also known as Ursula Vernon, to come aboard the Calpurnia and join me to talk about one of her books, if not all of her books. Who knows where this conversation is going to go? So, hello, Ursula. Hello. I, I was feeling much better about this till the whole murder thing started. Now I'm starting to get a little concerned. What happened to your last guest? Well, we don't have guests a lot. <laughs> Maybe. You wonder why. Possibly the murdering. <laughs> Could these two things be related? They might be. No, it's just that Lady Addercup had had uh, talked about how if she wasn't on the show very often this this for the this season, um, it was because she was off doing school. But if. Uh, if it started becoming questionable amount of time that she was gone, then, then I was probably in trouble. And I had jokingly said that that's because when I'm going to start my podcast, my first murder. You know, po- murder podcasts are really popular they right now. They really are. I don't know why. I feel and... like the world is a dark and horrible place. And why, would you, why, do you want, why do you want to listen to all of that? I assume it's because it makes the listener feel smarter than the people involved, so they all come away thinking, I would totally be smart enough to get out of a murder. Maybe. Maybe it's maybe it's pointers. Maybe people are listening for pointers I, of what not to do. That's, that's Which possible. Which worries me. Although I've seen enough forensic files to think that the pointers are really obvious things like, don't put your bodies in a U-Haul and that you steal and park it next to the house for a year oh, yeah, with a cord running to the chest yeah, freezer, which apparently someone did, which seems... And his wife never once looked in the U-Haul, and I'm like, you wouldn't even just be a little curious? I Yeah, no, that wouldn't... It wouldn't have lasted a day. I would have been out there been like, what's that? Let me open... Oh, why is it locked? Dude, why is, why is this locked? Doesn't this have to go back to the rental place? Did you buy it? Why did you buy a U-Haul? Were, are we moving? Were, were you going to tell me something at some point, honey? My, I say all this, <laughs> so. but of course, uh, I, I've often said that if my husband was a serial killer, I would be the last person to know because I am cheerfully oblivious to many things. Well, that's also because he's a Disney princess. Yes, it, I... <laughs> 
No one can imagine my husband is a serial killer. Like small animals land on him and sing duets. It's uh, it's basically Saint Francis of Pittsburgh. Yes, you know it's true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> Someday there will be a saint painting of him somewhere. <laughs> Holding a chicken, probably. probably. <laughs> Longfully looking at a goat. He's not as into the goats. The chickens, no, thank, thank the chickens God. Are, are, are his great love. But uh, so weird. I, he, he's talking about breeding rare heirloom chickens now, setting up a third chicken coop. Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's fine. I have boxed wine. <laughs> That's probably. So I have supplies. Just they, he just needs to train the chickens to do something productive. Well, they they eat out of his hand, most of them. Well, no, to like bring you wine. Oh, then they'd have to be in the house, and then you well, when you're to... outside gardening, oh, it I'm should be a garden, when the chicken you're... comes up with wine. Yes, I, I would be okay with. That. I feel like this is a this is. This is the this is maybe this is the impetus to for the third the third coop is first you have to teach a chicken to bring me wine while I'm in the garden and then we will discuss this third. Settle for him teaching the rooster not to try to kill me. Oh, that is true. That is very roosters. <laughs> that is very oh stupid roosters. Oh man. So, for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, uh, We're probably not expecting a diatribe about, about chickens. chickens. Yes, or we could go on about I don't know potatoes or something. I'm sure I, there's. <laughs> I am famous for my potato opinions. Yes, yes. Which I actually was reading an article about them and about the whole the the, the French fries yeah, and the how French the French fries are going to go up in price because, because the blight has hit all the potatoes right. and Manitoba's the only place that has potatoes yeah. now. And I was reading it and going. <gasps> It's a monoculture, and it's terrible. Yes, it is the russet Burbank matrix that is, which is only used to cause French fries. That's its only point, and it's you know it, it's susceptible to everything. Yes. you have to drug the soil into gray dust. Yeah, I know, and it's to just grow a damn russet Burbank, and, and they're not all you know strict Burbanks now. They've got like fifty different russet varieties, but they're all the same damn russet Burbank. Yeah, no, I was I was reading the article about it, and I was like, I'm sure Ursula is. Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere pointing, going, I told you. I warned you that the monoculture would come at last. That was not what killed the Irish. The English killed the Irish. But uh, but after the English, it was the lumper potato. Yeah. Well, and like the why we only have one version of a banana. Yes. Because the other va- banana is gone. There were used to be two banana, two kinds, two strains of bananas. A superior banana. Yes, the one that all banana taste is based on. Apparently, yes. I. And now I've we're heard s- differing versions of that, but yes, there once was a good. And banana. now we have. And now, now we, we have, have crappy. The banana. Cavendish. The Cavendish, yes, we have the Cavendish now, and then we had another one before. And I like don't it, was, what it, it was. It was something with a J or something. Yeah, I think better. I can't. Something. You can get those little red ones that look that aren't plantains, but are like the little hard red bananas, yeah. and you have to wait like a Forever. month for them to ripen. But apparently, they're extremely tasty. I personally hate bananas, so it doesn't come up. But I, I ate them when I was a kid. Now I could take them or leave them. Yeah, just they just tend. I like them in a very. There's a very small window where I appreciate them, and then once they go start browning I don't want them anymore and if they're too green I don't want them there's this perfect 
the perfect line, and then it's done, and then I hate them. The only so. manifestation of banana I like is banana-flavored runts candy. Oh. It's a very particular... I, <laughs> it's a very particular very banana. <laughs> I, I hate banana pudding, banana and all its ramifications I loathe, but the banana runt is is a, a glory of food science. <laughs> and this has been The Food I Like... <laughs> With <laughs> Ursula Vernon. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is normal. Our listeners are completely used to this kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. It's completely fine. Good, good. I, this, a lot of times when you come on a podcast talking about a book, you have to do a super tight, like, five minutes about the book, uh, which should be one minute about the book, then they ask you a question, then they take a break, then they ask you two more questions, then you go away. Oh, yeah, so, no. Yeah. No, there will be none of that. I mean, we will talk about your book. I, I have read them. I liked them. I'm, I'm, I can't remember anything about them. I had to. All getting up I had to write notes as to the names of the characters because I couldn't remember all of them. I couldn't remember them because I am old. Dude, I've written like nearly. I, I've written over thirty books at this point, so I don't remember them yeah. all. People are like, book seven of this series. I'm like, yeah, that was a book. Which I wrote and put words down. What? Which book was that? Did was there, were there pictures? Yes. Could I? Could you describe it in in a in a photo montage? Can, can you just you, even tell me the title? Can maybe? you do interpretive dance? <laughs> I never ask anyone to do interpretive dance. Oh, this. I would think that'd be way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. See, my mom. <laughs> When I was young, was getting an MFA, and we went to a lot of gallery openings, and there were a lot of people who were really way more into interpretive dance than interpretive dance needs to be into, and um, uh, I have learned to never ask anyone to do interpretive dance because they might, it might be their MFA project, and they might be so happy I asked that I will be trapped there for two hours because I can't, you know. That's true. That is true. We we I have a soft spot for interpretive dance only because of the interpretive whale dance and that's it that's it. Which was the interpretive whale? So dance? the interpretive whale dance is is the dance that we do to uh, the Decemberist, the Mariner's Revenge song, and it is a, it is a, uh, it is a a re- heavily requested song, and and experience at every <laughs> single one of our clock my clockwork ball parties because. It started with Claude, my sister, doing it uh, late at night at the last ending of our first party, and she didn't realize anyone else was around, and then all of a sudden there, she had a crowd of people watching, and it has just become a thing that we now do every single every single party, because if we don't, someone will inevitably come up and ask us for it. When are we going to do the whale dance? <laughs> uh, oh, I... I wasn't going to do it because I figured it was silly and no one like, nope, they all, they're like, no, we're, we've been waiting. We've been waiting. We're going to go home. We're going to go home. But we have to have the whale dance. I'm like, okay, let's do that. Fine. So. You got to give the people what they want. Apparently what they want is interpretive whales. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, it's, it is a ridiculous, like, you know, mouth, whale, jaw clashing murder song so listeners you know. there are lots of hand gestures there is a lot of hand here, gestures are, no it yeah. this is audio we do this happens a lot no one wants to see me in video but but uh i have a voice for radio 
I'm <laughs> very sympathetic. I, I have a, I don't want the internet to talk about how fat I look for radio. <laughs> This is why we do. This is why we do podcasts. Do do do. Yes. <laughs> but uh, for anyone listening at home, I am six and a half feet tall and look a great deal like Sydney or Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She does. Yep. It's amazing. It's very distracting. Terrifying. I keep thinking she's gonna kill an alien or become possessed by Zool. Either one. Well, could go we'll either. The night <laughs> could go either way. <laughs> and with that. I'm going to press a button and play some music. Voices, voices, I hear voices. I hear voices ringing round my head. Down, down, deep down, down, deep down. Down in this keyhole, down in the holes. Off the spectrum. Below the radar, something is stirring down below. Down through history, crossing seas, an information storm gathering speed. Disparate forces, desperate needs. Can this tempest set us free? Singing da da da. Carbon dioxide, French kissing the thermometer Raise the skull and crossbones, raise the dead Voices ringing round my head Wolf Adam 5 does suffer a sea change <laughs> Coming up for air Sea legs, ooh, red on the radar Like a thread around the Behind the firewall, beyond the mirage Information war vets, many had fresh legs An axis of dissent Rubbing shoulders, rubbing up the wrong way Is there a right way? Is there a wrong way? Through the fame of dark arts, through the mist of mistakes Whatever which way
that was 16 horsepower with Wayfaring Stranger. And then we had Murder by Death with A Second Opinion. And we started off that set with Dan Burt, No Bacon, and Information Storm. Yes, that is a, that is a name. I, I, that's a great name. (laughs) He's the lead singer of Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba, also an excellent (laughs) game, uh, name. Are they the ones who do the, the, the the... tub thumping song from like the nineties? Yeah. 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 Apparently he changed his name to Dan Burt No Bacon and now does folk music. I assume he's probably a vegetarian. I wonder if you know Steve Martin who like dropped everything to just commit his life to the banjo and do folk music. Maybe. As in the, the comedian. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess, I guess you got a calling at some point and you're like. This is what I want to do now. It's interesting how many people just drop their entire lives to commit themselves to folk music. It's it's like finding religion only without the religion bit, but you got to do something, so you take up the banjo. And far more banjo. So much banjo. Not many religious banjo songs. Thankfully. There probably are. Don't don't send them to me, listeners. I don't want to know. I don't. I'm sure I will find them at some point, because I will go on a weird kick and I will find things like that. Don't send them to me. Just just hymns with banjo. Let it be a surprise for later. <laughs> I was told there would be fire. I was told there would be brimstone. I was told these were the end times and the devil would be known. I was hoping to see the heavenly host, but I see no sign of the Holy Ghost as the engines of creation, their mighty gears have slipped. In this cut rate poorly planned, ill thought out apocalypse. All I got was inflation, economic conflation of greed, opportunism, and moral abdication. A war on sin, you never win. With shifting goalposts, the media spin. Ain't no one wrong if no one's right. There's so much dark, you can't see the light. As the engines of creation, their mighty gears have slipped. In this cut rate, poorly planned, ill thought out apocalypse.
world is starting to split Famine, death, pestilence, war Y'all best get on with it Our air is spoiled, our oceans boiled The cracks we're starting to see And we line up and rank on the Stygian bank Let the river roll eternally I was told there would be fire I was told there would be brimstone I was told these were the end times And the devil would be known I was hoping to see the heavenly host But I see no sign of the Holy Ghost As the engines of creation All their mighty gears have slipped In this cut break poorly planned In this cut rate poorly planned, ill thought out apocalypse. Let's work, man. One, two, one, two, let's go. One, two, one, two, three, go. Put your best into it, Just what does it all mean? 
And that was Steam Powered Giraffe with Brass Goggles. Before that was The Cog is Dead with Another Cog in the Machine. And then we started off that set with Nathaniel Johnstone and Cut Rate Apocalypse. So, Madam Ursula. Oh, yes, I wrote a book. You did write a book. Several of them. I've heard this about you. Yes. I've seen you do it. I, I sit in the corner of your coffee shop going, oh, God, why didn't I become a medical test subject? Yes. And you usually say, oh, you're at that point of the book. Yeah, there is a definite stage, about the 30,000 word mark. Oh, damn it, that, I just hit that yesterday, like two days ago on this one, and I made my husband read it like in a panic, because I was like, this is terrible, worst book ever written, I'm going to go crawl in a hole filled with tequila and die. Yeah, see, that's about when, yeah, yeah from around about that mark is when you start questioning your whole life choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did I do this? I could have dug, dug ditches. Yeah. That requires no thought. I actually dug a ditch this morning. Did you put something in it? Uh, no, my, my friend who uh, lives in a, a, a sort of tiny house thing, her composting toilet backed up and was flooding the house with fetid urine, so I had to dig a trench to, uh, to I had to retrench basically to the, uh, the filter basin. And uh, the nice thing is, at 9 a.m., if you've dealt with fetid urine, the rest of your day is going to be awesome. That is true. Yeah, like nothing worse will happen to you. That is, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, I can see that. I uh, started the day with fetid urine, therefore, it's nothing but roses from now on. Yes. So anyway, the yes. book. <laughs> yes. So the, <laughs> beautiful segue. <laughs> I'm not filters right this. filters right into the book nicely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. The book, if you read the book, nothing worse will happen to you all day. I don't yeah. know. Um, Much it, like fetid urine. <laughs> my book is more fun than fetid urine. I, I, or digging a ditch. Yes. It, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Depends on the size of the ditch, I yes, suppose. Or, and how much you enjoy ditches. Yes. Uh, so we're here to talk about, about the Clockwork Boys. Yes. Which is the first book in your Clocktar Wars duology. duology. Yes. It's, it's one long book, but it was too long to publish as one, so you get the Clockwork Boys and the Wonder Engine, and that finishes out the story. It's not an 11 million book series. It's Thank, thank you for that. No problem. My attention span's not that long. I just don't want to read 27,000 books set in the that can that whole thing i don't want to it's okay a saga no <laughs> i don't so, want a saga i i am a firm believer in like cozy epic fantasy like it should feel big and stuff should happen but it the end of the day should be you know digestible size and you don't have to wait 30 years for resolution oh thank you yeah. i'm sure anyone who has read the wheel of time, time. yeah <laughs> Could feel that, and, and if you have to reread every single the entire series when the next book comes out to remember who all the characters are, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I I appreciate I appreciate that. I also appreciate the fact that that uh I like the fact that you have characters that seem human, even when they're not human. Like they, I, I feel like I could meet them on the street. Yes. Kind of characters. They don't seem overly. Re- ridiculously fantastical even if they are so that they're kind of 
down to earth. At least your your heroines seem tend to be. I also appreciate middle aged heroines very much. So I don't know why. Can't I can't no. imagine. I don't know why I keep seeming to write them. Everyone's like your heroines are always very practical, and I'm like I'm not personally, but all of my heroines seem to be. Yes. I feel like it's one of those like this is what I would like to strive to. I would stri- I strive to be practical. I myself am not, but I would like to be. Well, that there are moments when you know some when some weird magic thing is happening to a character in a book that I'm reading, and I'm like, okay, but at that point I would stop and be like, okay, is anyone else seeing this? All right, what should we do? How does this work exactly? There's a scene in the movie Poltergeist, mm-hmm. which I think we can all agree is a combination of a great movie and a terrible movie yes. grafted together. Yes, and. The scene where the chairs are being rearranged by the ghost in the kitchen and she starts, like, stacking them. Mm -hmm. And she gets this very intent expression, like, what can I do with these chairs? What will it do? She just... And I would have been... That was the scene I identified most because I would be in there going, if I put a chair on top of this, will the ghost do anything? What happens next? I would be, like, testing the boundaries of what it would do. And eventually we'd be like, can I get the ghost to clean the carpets? You know? How, what what will what will it take to get the ghosts to do this? <laughs> yes. hmm. How does this work? Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. It, it definitely, I I personally, while reading the 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 books, I have uh I have a really hard time with it. Uh, the narration is all the narrator is always you. <laughs> well, that's difficult for you because you know me. Yes, yes, yeah. But it's one of those weird things of there are definitely some parts in there, the sexy bits, mostly, where I get uncomfortable, because I just imagine you in the, lo- in, in the cafe going, wait, read this, let me read this to you, <laughs> and then I'm going, please don't, please don't read this to me, I have to now set the book aside and go do something else for a little while, because I am now horrified by the... <laughs> By the fact that you're reading this to me. And I should, to be fair, I usually don't write explicit sex Oh, no, no, you don't. All. No, they're very, in, in a weird way, they're very practical, and they're very much you. I, I've been it, told her, like, this is not sexy. It's sweet, but it's not really yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's but. not. I, I mean, you could probably, if you wanted sexy scenes, you would probably want to hire someone else to here write the scene for me make the set sexy this up for me please but I but tried really I, hard don't. in the current manuscript to write a sexy and it was difficult i i yeah i've tried to write them myself just for to see if i could and there they it is not there it's, are no words that that sound good it's nothing it's all either like tab a goes in slot b or it's, you know, throbbing womanhoods, or, and it, it, or finding the Morrissey. middle ground, and, and the, the, eventually I just started thinking, because sex is inherently hilarious. It is. It like, is. It, it's ridiculous. So sooner or later, if I'm writing this, I'm like, yeah, okay, someone's going to fall off the bed at this point, or yes. say something dumb. Right. And, yeah. And it's like, well, that might be accurate, <laughs> realistic, and, and truthful, there's a reason yeah. I'm not trying to write romance, even though I love Regency romance. I would love to write it, but then we'd get to that bit, and I'd be like, yeah, this is, <laughs> no. 
Yes, I can see that. <laughs> no, that's why I like it. It reminds me a lot of like I personally I I appreciate movies and books where where it's a fade to black, where it's like a little bit of makeout and then it fades to black and then it's like the next day. I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> like I can imagine it in my head. I know what happened. But I don't have to read it. I'm, I'm always <laughs> or visualize that the fade it. to black is, is like, you know, cheating the reader it, a little bit. Probably. And I, I'm sure that like But I appreciate it. Well, I personally good. appreciate well, it. Well particularly if you're hearing me narrate yes. it. Yes. <laughs> that might be the only reason. If I hear people that I actually know reading a book when you get to the sexy scenes. Ooh. <laughs> It's, uh, the fantasy is bad enough, I have to say, um, I, I recently published a horror novel, which I believe you have yes. read, and that really sounds like me to the point where I can hear it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely does, and there is a, um, there's a couple different scenes in it where I, I had to actually set the book down and, and think for, think for a moment of going, should I call someone, Ursula? Like, should I check on you? Because I'm, I feel like this thing that you have created is so terrifying that I worry. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. That, that book is called The Twisted Ones. Yes. It is out from Saga. It's, it, it's very good. If you, you like, if you like good, if you like horror and like, it, it's not go. I don't, even though it's, it, it could be gory, I guess, if you took it that way. It doesn't seem, it doesn't feel gory. It's not splatter at all. No, but it it feels very psychological and 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 uh and that weird that slight uh that feel of, am I going insane, or is the world really this crazy, and. Either way, I'm very concerned about this because there's not a good a good response that I can give, and I and I appreciated it. It was there was definitely a couple scenes where I was like, I now I am uncomfortable. Like now I am I have to put the book down, and turn on all the lights. Yay! So, but I did actually want to make some uh, twisted one effigies <laughs> to put in my yard. Yeah, a lot of people of a more creative bent are like, that was horrifying and now I want to make some. I do. I actually was going, ooh, could I put those in the rock? Like, I want to make rocks around my yard to terrify my neighbors. <laughs> they won't get it, but it will make me laugh. But, yeah. So Go for it! <laughs> I have no creative... I have no idea how to, how to do that. I have never carved it or made, made things in my life. I have carved marble once or twice in my youth, but it was basically... My stepfather was a sculptor and was doing it and was bored with a bit and would just hand me a chisel and be like, get rid of that piece of rock. I'm going to go smoke some weed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I'm just going to destroy this. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's how I learned to whittle. Yeah, I don't know how to whittle. It's, yeah. it's a lot of knives with wood make a shape. It, my make, husband tried make. to teach me once, and, and you start on soap. Yeah. And I made, like, a, a raccoon or something, and he looked at it, and he was like, Well, I've made it. Your soap is so much better than mine. I'm yes. done. <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah. That tends to be what I do with any crafty thing. I look over and go, oh, yours is better. 
now I am done. I'm going to go make some food. or. But I can't cook at all. Yeah, yeah. That's my one. That's what my one skill. <laughs> food. Look, it, that is a very basic <laughs> skill. Let, let, us, let us think of all of the times that my husband who does all the cooking has got out of town and I've showed up at the coffee shop basically with a tin cup going, please, <laughs> sir, I'm very hungry and have not eaten for days. That's true. Well, yes, also, because I picture you standing over the sink with, with... Salsa. With nothing but salsa. And it makes me sad. <laughs> like, I will give you food. Here, take it. Please, go. Eat all of it. <laughs> go with my blessing. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> so anyway, I write yes. books. They're good books. You should totally buy the books. You should. Yeah. You could go to, what? Amazon. Barnes Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. Kobo. All sorts of Nook, places. Uh, all of the weird, obscure ones that I can't remember the names of. Just look up the books and then look and find them. I have them on e-book Kindle things. Yes, because you can order hard copies uh, yeah. online from Ar Argyle Publications, who does all the print versions. But, but Oh, yeah. But also, if you really like... Um, if you really like kind of D&D &D fantasy things um I I I one of the reasons why I liked the Clockwork Boys was because it was like a a D&D &D group slightly I'm not even going to say stereotypical because there's well, no we such thing a, we had like two rogues and a paladin yeah two rogues a, a paladin a cleric yeah yeah there's some gnolls and other creatures and things and and uh and honestly uh i don't normally like paladins but i liked caliban and and uh he's a disgraced paladin which he helps. is which yeah. helps i think that's that partially is because usually if and playing any sort of video games or D D groups with with people who are paladins that I end up wanting to murder them. I, I always so, play as a paladin. <laughs> <get> so... <sighs> Except recently in our, our latest D&D game I am playing the, the mercenary barbarian druid who is a berserker who took up bird watching. Excellent. And it's really liberating to not be playing the paladin because occasionally I'm like, wait, I don't have to do the good thing. I can just punch you in the face. I don't have to negotiate. <laughs> It's true. It's very true. I could dismember this guy, and it would be okay. <laughs> I, I well in our in our big in our big vampire game, uh, there are way too many rogue character like people. So, uh, so I, t my character tends to be a free for all kind of thing. But in the podcast we do, uh, she's definitely more on the roguish. Like, what can I get away with? <laughs> And also, I might murder you. <laughs> My problem but, is I'm, I'm really, at the end of the day, just relentlessly good <laughs> in games. Like, I can't even play video games where they're like, you know, all the Star Wars games offer you the light side, the dark side. I am, 20 minutes in, I am like the lightest side Jedi who ever <laughs> lived. You know, uh, what was that one fable where you could be good or bad? Oh, yeah. You, and... Yeah, I play in that. My character's surrounded by holy radiance and butterflies, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, but I might hurt the pixel's feelings. Well, it's like the ma Mass Effect where, like, I think if you go in one direction, you start getting scarred and, and become more grizzled looking. But then if you go the, like, 
the good way. You're, you just become, you just more beautiful, perfect, I guess. And yeah, it's always one of those, like, now I start off with a little few scars and then I always end up oftentimes picking the right thing, but it just depends on how I want to play. I, I, I've tried deliberately to set out to do bad things, and I, I start feeling guilty. <laughs> I was raised Catholic, which may have something oh. to do with it, but I'm like, but all the dark side choices are always terrible. They're like, you know, you can be like, good job, friend, you well, did see, good. Or you can be like, all right, but I'll kill you if you get out of line. Well, now give me your lunch money. It's like, come on. Well, see, that totally explains, though, your your uh, your love interests in, in clock... In, in, Clockwork Boys and in in the in Sword Heart, like oh you got a type. Yeah, I could sit around and write you know paladin romances all day long, and I would if I would get was getting paid for it. You know, they're all sort of and 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 you've met my husband, the Disney princess, who you know. Just put them in plate mail, and there you are. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Oh. He'd clank in. He'd ask for the red eye. He'd clank <laughs> out again. <laughs> he'd help a chicken cross the road. Yeah. We, we were interrogating him when this conversation was going on, and finally my friend just shouts in the next room, Kevin, if a toddler fell in a lion pit, would you fish it out? And Kevin's like, do, do I know the toddler? No, random toddler. There's this resident. Yes. We know you would. You'd be diving into that lion pit to save the toddler, dude. We know you. You'd also be trying to make sure that you don't traumatize the the, the, the lion, lion. Yes. in order to do it. And the lion would be like purring and being like, You wanna wrestle? This'll be great. <laughs> oh, there was a kid in here? I didn't know. Here. Let's sing a duet. Have my lunch money. <laughs> Let me buy you a, a steak. I don't know. <laughs> We're now besties. <laughs> it's 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 a thing. It's a thing. All right, let, I'm gonna press a button and press play some more music. Quick. They can take our bones and bury them deep under the river, but we'll still be together, and we cannot be defeated. They can take our trombones and pack them down there with us, but no matter how long it takes us, we will not be defeated. When we dance, we dance together under the moon and under the
transmit Used as my jigsaw so I saw the missing puzzle piece And now it fits If bad things don't happen to good people Do they have nothing to repent? And I wasn't tested Cause I've learned no lesson Now I'm innocent but I am clearly innocent So I'm destined for an evil act Seesaws and scales should steady up The science is silent Still the system is sustained The rules remain Circling circle I would say that I've done nothing to deserve Just a juxtaposing And suddenly no censorship I only played with you between a kitten's mitts Used as my jigsaw to saw the missing puzzle piece And now it fits Bad things don't happen to good people Do they have nothing to repent? And I wasn't tested Cause I've learned no lesson I'm innocent but I am clearly innocent My cheek sort of saw the missing puzzle piece And now it fits I'm going to be a murderer I can claim to see the future And that was Bitter Ruin with I'm Going to Be a Murderer And then we had Man Man with English Blood Which is very hard to say And then Rock Plaza Central with Anthem For the Already Defeated And I cannot say the word anthem apparently it's all right. I'm holding up Lady Adder Cups, not being able to say words. So, even when she's not here, she's here in spirit. I, I'm sympathetic. I if I write for a day, sometimes I just lose nouns. And I'm left going, it's the thingy, the thingy. The, 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 look at the thingy. I need the thingy. You know, the, 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 it goes, the, the boop, it goes with the, the thingies <laughs> and the hand gestures and the waving and... The fact my husband can often decipher what I am talking about is amazing, but... That, yeah, that's that's what happens sometimes. Yes. Words are hard. So hard. And there's so many of them. And English has way too many options. Yeah. Just, I sometimes I just need one word. One word for everything. Not 400. No. With different shades of nuance. Yes, yeah. I don't need... Who needs... You know, 27 words for snow. I mean, I'm sure that someone does. I suppose we live in a place with a lot of snow. It's true. I've seen a lot of snow. I too. I have various things. things. So this is a podcast about... (laughs) Snow (laughs) and chickens. Weird things that... (laughs) And if you like this thing that we do, this clockwork of cabaret, you can be a part of it. By following us on social media, by uh, 
donating via Patreon or Coffee, by putting up your ratings on whatever it is you wherever you listen to podcasts. You know that we love it when you give us five stars and you put yes because inexplicably it confuses people and we love that and it makes us laugh every single time and we appreciate it. If you can't donate, uh, you can write to us and give us song recommendations, you can send us fan art, you can do all of that fun stuff, you can interact with us on social media, I'm at Emmett Davenport on Twitter, and Lady Addercop is at Lady Addercop, and Ursula is at... Ursula V, that's U-R-S-U-L-A-V... Right now, I think it says Kingfisher and Wombat yes. as the as the name, so don't let it confuse you. <laughs> it, well, T. Kingfisher is my pen name that I write for adults because I am actually a children's book author under my real name. Don't tell any of them about this podcast, I beg of you. Uh, <laughs> or any podcast in general. <laughs> yes. As far as we're concerned, no one under the age of 14 knows podcasts exist, and we're all just going to keep it that way. It will be our secret internet. Keep it quiet. You can find me on Twitter. Um, it's okay if you don't follow me. I do talk a lot on Twitter, and I enjoy fighting with random people about potatoes. And other things. Uh, goat flashlights one day, actually. Oh, and I missed that one. It was... We got pretty deep in the weeds. <laughs> it does happen. I, I, in order to win a fight, I was looking up papers on goat auto-ejaculators, and I just feel that was perhaps a personal low point in my career, and yet there I was doing it. Well. And I would like to point out I won, so there. <laughs> so it was worth it. Damn straight. My search history will never recover. And Amazon keeps trying to sell me things. That you don't want. As if I am, you know, if it believes I have decided to begin a, a goat auto-ejaculator collection. Oh. And need multiples, but nevertheless, victory was mine. Also, at this point late in the podcast, I should remind you that uh, this show is not safe for children. Oh, crap. We should have said that earlier. Wait, we should have, but honestly, if you have listened this far into the podcast, you're... You knew what this was. It's all right. We love you anyway. I promise if you buy the books, there are no goat anything. I don't think there's a goat anywhere in the book. Now a whole bunch of goat people are going to be real disappointed. I actually have a goat book coming out <laughs> next, uh, probably in a year or two. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? It's a retelling of the fairy tale Tatterhood. It will be coming out <gasps> on tour, and it has a war goat. Oh. And, uh, the, is there the big spoon? Yes, there's also the big spoon. I have a big spoon. I dressed up as Tatterhood for a, uh, for a Halloween costume a few years ago. You are one of, like, maybe <laughs> ten people on the planet who know that fairy tale. No. And uh, so I'm kind of delighted. But, yes, getting the, the narrative to a point where I could explain where the damn spoon came from mm -hmm. was, uh, that, that took some doing. I can imagine. Yeah. The goat was easier. Goats. Goats happen. <laughs> they just show up. <laughs> Some showed up at me. There's six goats on my deer hunting property right now. I've been I've been told that someone is trying to get you to to collect goats. I, I don't I don't want goats. These are someone else's goats that I am merely housing temporarily. But uh, yeah, once once they're there, I occasionally look at them and I'm like. Oh God! There are goats that are at least associated with me. This is a dark path. 
just a next step to llamas. Oh, no. And then camels, and then, yeah. you know. All bets are off. Camels are terrible. They are. They I, are. I, I will die on that hill with you. Yes. I, I will be there covered <laughs> in spit. <laughs> Weeping. <laughs> the little flag that says camels suck. It's true. Yeah. All right. I'm playing music. We fall as cheer kickers off. We cling to these coils and curl in a ball. The harbor is teeming with commerce and crime. I own only what owns me. This place ain't my home. But I'm calling it mine The cracks in the minds of our own humankind That are leaking out poison and hope Which we choose to imbibe Is our own to decide Be it internal life Oh, the ghost Don't believe them for a moment 
for a second Do not believe my friend When you are down them are not coming With a helping hand Of course there is no us and them But them they do not think the same It's them who do not think the same It's them who do not think They never step on spiritual path They paint their faces so differently from ours And if you listen closely That war, it never stops That war, it never stops That war, be them new romans Oh, don't envy them, my friend Be their lives longer Oh, their longer lives are spent Without a love or faithful friend All those things they have to rent Yeah, all those things they have to rent All those days But we who see our destiny Sound of this same old punk song Let restorationality For sake of passing it around Illuminating Realization number one You are the only light there is For yourself, my friend You are the only light there is For yourself, my friend For yourself, my For yourself, my friend There'll be no saviors Any soon coming down And anyway, illuminations Never come from the ground yourself my friend you are the only light there is for yourself my friend and we who see our destiny in sound of this same old punk song let rest originality for sake of passing it around illuminating realization number one you are the only light there is for yourself my friend Who fractured her mind 
till it's light She'll break her own heart And you know that she'll break your heart And that was Regina Spector with Patron Saint. Before that was Gogol Bordello with Illumination. And we started off that set with Brown Bird and Chair Kickers. Take all our fate You can curse the day we met Not gonna change 
my gods for you no more And it's all wrong You got it all wrong And it's all wrong You got me all
And that was Firewater with Another Perfect Catastrophe. Before that was Morphine with You Speak My Language. And we started off that set with Irma and All Wrong. Devil takes hold, who have mercy on 
I certainly haven't been shopping for any new shoes. And I certainly haven't been spreading myself around. I still only travel by foot, and by foot it's a slow climb. But I'm good at being uncomfortable, so I can't stop changing all the time. I notice that my opponent is always on the go. Won't go slow so as not to focus And I notice He'll let you ride with any guide As long as they go past From whence he came But he's no good at being uncomfortable So we can't stop staying exactly the same If there was a better way to go Then it would find me I can't help it The road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me Are treating me mean I'll make the most of it I'm an extraordinary machine I seem to you To seek a new disaster Every day You deem me due To clean my view And be at peace and lay I mean to prove I mean to move in my own way And say I've been getting along For long before you came into the play I am the baby of the family it happens so everybody cares and wears the sheep's clothes while the chaperone curious you're looking down your nose at me while you appease courteous to try and help but let me set your mind at ease if there was a better way to go then it would find me can't help it the road just rolls out behind me be kind to me or treat me mean i'll make the most of it i'm an extraordinary machine was Fiona Apple with Extraordinary Machine, and before that was Jen Titus with Oh Death. And that brings us to the end of our show. I want to say thank you, Ursula, for indulging me and coming onto the show, I'm keeping me company. To be here. 
uh, anytime you want me to fail utterly to promote my book and just talk about chickens and potatoes, I am I am down. And why camels suck? Where were they? I feel like this this is it. I feel like you're. It's on brand for you, oh, and yes, and yes. also kind of for us. We don't stay on topic ever. <laughs> I'm sure there was some a point that we were supposed to be making. Oh, buy her book. Buy her book. It's great. Yes, that is the Clockwork Boys yes. by T. Kingfisher. Or you can buy any of the others. The Twisted ones just came out. You know, they're all books. They contain many words in a semi-coherent order. <laughs> Sometimes sentences. Yes. Now paragraphs. we're getting paragraphs. Oh, let's, let's no, not that's... get their expectations too okay. high. There, there might be chapters? I don't Most of the words are spelled correctly. Most of the words are in an order that are pleasing. Unless you hear me narrating the sex scenes in your head. <laughs> and then no. <laughs> Please never again. No more. This is when this is what encourages her to make to write a sexy book and I will not read it. You know, uh, uh Mr. Ducky is in the, the next oh, horror God. novel. Oh God. <laughs> I don't there's no there's no sex no no good well there's good that'd be weird because i know him that's good but also oh he's there's gonna be no living with him i mean it's just someone based on him who happens to be a super flaming barista with a bad eye that belongs to a twin he devoured in the womb oh that could be anyone it could true from florida was raised by Mormon party clowns? Oh, yeah. No, that totally could be anybody. Not anyone we know at all. Oh. Yeah, also, should totally buy the Twisted Ones because for my... Yes, for my own ego. For my own ego, there is a goth barista in it that is based on me. I don't die. So I'm very. No, you're very helpful. <laughs> I'm very helpful, yes. which is true because I would be, in real life, <laughs> not not on this podcast, but in real life, I'm totally helpful. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to end with the correspondence and their song "Rogue." And remember, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret, and it's not work we do; it's love. such elegance and grace, a man so clearly born of perfect taste, the cut of his suit, the knit of his tie, stitch by stitch to please the eye, the best of every garment money could buy, cut away color, crisp and white, glasses, neck nice and tight, an inch of cuff, jester, shoes and daily creams above the finest vantage leather to tone brogue, all that's to hide the fact that he's a rogue, yes he's a rogue, don't be deceived, Actions have to be seen to be believed Girls or boys, it's all the same Your wife, your son, he has no shame The riotous, ravenous, raucous, runny rogue He'll catch your eye and just his tie Throw you in with a flick of a grin Load you up with bought and din Drag you into bed with him Always he will do it fully clothed Ridiculous, rude, unruly, rampant rogue
of a gear-encrusted Victorian London that never really existed, a hero has emerged. One steampunk librarian in all the world with the strength, speed and critical ability to smash goggles, shred top hats and share some truly diverse steampunk literature, Blue Stocking. She's here to spread the word and fuck some shit up. And she's almost out of word. Steampunk Dollhouse Podcast, available on most podcatchers or at spdhpod.com.